My first game credit was um, a writer on a game called All Walls Must Fall. And it's funny because I started game dev a bit late um, in age. So my first credit, I think, was I was 37 or 38. It's never too late to start game dev, but um, I am a bit older in the industry to get a first credit at that age. And even though I've done a lot of creative stuff before, the it really meant something. Um, it felt like I was a real writer for the first time um, in a in a more public kind of sense. I've done a fair bit of writing through my career, but most of it's been hidden um, or for different kind of um, projects. This was the first time that my name was really out there um, on a game, on some writing that I was really proud of. Credit where credit is due. Hi, my name's Gianni, and I'm the executive producer of Sifter. And you probably know that because I tell you every time you listen to one of our podcasts. But if you work in the games industry, it can be surprisingly complex to get your name on the list, recognized as one of the creators when players finish your game. Project-based work and short contracts, as well as inconsistent recognition, makes it tricky when game developers are trying to prove their efforts and move on to their next gig. It's something that Alexander Swords, one of the members of the Games Credit Special Interest Group as part of the International Game Developers Association, or IGDA, wants to change. This group is pushing to standardise credits in the games industry and build a framework that anyone could use that's similar to how it works in other creative industries such as film and TV. But at the moment, it's a bit of a mess. Here's Alexander. Uh, there is no one state, and I guess that's part of the problem at the moment. Uh, everything is kind of all over the place in terms of how credits are done in games. And at the moment, there's no real kind of good uh, one guide to, to go to, I sense. We're a little bit behind the eight ball, say, compared to film and television, who've had standards for many, many years on how things uh, should be done. Um, of course, it's there's a lot of moving parts um, and a lot of important things that need to be considered. Uh, with credits. So um, that's, I think, part of the reason why we've got so many people doing different things depending on what's important to them. For people who may not be familiar, why is a credit so important uh, for people who are working in creative fields? It's really important for a whole bunch of different reasons. I mean, least of which it's no, it's nice to see your name attached to something that you've done. There's a certain kind of realness that us humans get out of just being able to point to our name and a thing that we're quite proud of. Um, but just as importantly, we need to be able to actually prove that we've worked on those projects. Um, in games in particular, we don't really have any one good source of knowledge to prove whether we did work on a project or not. So obviously being able to either point to the game or take a screenshot of the credits in the game is incredibly important um, to prove that we've we've worked on a project. Partly also because a lot of our work is project-based, so it's more often than not, people will actually move from project to project or studio to studio. And obviously, if they move to a new studio, that new studio won't necessarily know what games have been worked on. So obviously, credits are a vital part of them understanding uh, what project you've worked on and um, what your role was uh, in that. And then, of course, we'd all like to be headhunted. So if our work is exceptional and someone does want to find us, um, it's incredibly useful, obviously, for them to be able to see our name at the end of the game, or preferably any time they go into a menu, um, and be able to find out who we are and then have a chat to us about what we might want to do next. How has the credit system 
uh, been won in other industries like film and TV. What was the impetus between that becoming more of a solidified, understood, uh, contractual sometimes situation um, in, in film and TV? Well, I mean, yeah, it's been um, sometimes hard fought, but it's always been the workers um, standing up for their rights in, in many of those cases. You know, film and television have strong guilds and strong unions, um, and so their credit discussion has been taken up by that group um, kind of discussion. I'm not sure that we necessarily need to rely on big groups like that. I'm certainly seeing a lot of studios definitely want to try and do the right thing. So I think the first step forward is actually just coming up with a version of, of a standardised um, way of crediting um, and then see how far we can go with that and then you know all everyone involved can then kind of move on that past that in, in whichever way that they feel like um, is best um, I just always strongly encourage anyone who's working in games or film or television uh, to get their credit um, specified in their contract that's one way that they should at least be starting the conversation and if even if they're not comfortable doing it um, in the contract then at least you know when you're coming on board to a new job, um, credit should be part of the same conversation you'd have with your job title. A lot of these things, as you said, have been won through guilds and through uh, trade unions as well. The games industry doesn't have the same trade unionism as it does the film and TV industry. Could this be something that could be applied to games if it's organised in, in a collective bargaining sort of sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, you're right there in the sense we don't have the same kind of union situation. We do have some guilds um, for specialist creatives in particular, and obviously they're conscious of, of this kind of discussion and they're used to having those conversations, but a vast bulk of developers don't have the luxury of an organization like that um, looking out for them. That's part of the reason or part of the um, the purpose of the um, IGDA Games Credit Special Interest Group is to look at this, is to um, provide, uh, you know, almost a bit of a keystone kind of document that whoever uh, wants to take up the cause will then feel empowered with something to point at. Um, it's I've, I've done a lot of the bureaucratic stuff often enough to know that um, the pen can be mightier than the sword, and sometimes just a little bit of information goes a long way. So we're hoping to eventually empower people with that sort of information. What do you want game developers uh, and players of games to do? Yeah, our, we've got a bit of a call to arms on Monday, just um, using the hashtag MyFirstGameCredit, um, just to get some real positive stories about exactly, I guess, how this interview started. What do games credits mean to different people for different reasons? Um, we were lucky enough to have a roundtable at GDC this year, and we got to hear some really great stories about the different ways and reasons why um, people you know, really felt valued um, in, in seeing their names and credits. So we really just want people to, um, to if you're on Twitter, go to, go to Twitter. If you're a game developer and you have a first credit story, please share it using the hashtag MyFirstGameCredit. Um, and if you're a fan of, of games um, and game development, then show, show your developers a bit of love, especially, you know, the ones you know are making the games that you really enjoy playing. Um, give it a bit of a like, give it a retweet. Um, tell them you like to hear that kind of story because um, I think the best thing for everyone, developers um, and gamers themselves, is for the whole thing to be demystified a bit more because uh, we are all just humans um, and we do just want a little bit of recognition. That's Alexander Swords, a narrative designer and a member of the IGDA Games Credits Special Interest Group. 
If you're a game creator, you can share your story the first time you saw your name in the credits on social media by using the hashtag MyFirstGameCredit. And if you're a player of games, maybe instead of hitting that skip button, when you clock your next video game, take some time. Appreciate all the creative people who made that experience. And now, here are some credits. Sifter is produced by Nicholas Kennedy, Kyle Paletto, Fiona Bartholomeus, Daniel Ang, and Adam Christou. Mitch Lowe is our senior producer, and my name is Gianni DiGiovanni, and I am the executive producer. This song you're listening to now is Bonfire by Ann Joan. Thanks to Omni Studio for their support of Sifter, and until next time, have fun. Hi, I'm Fiona Bartholomew. And I'm Kyle Paletto. And here are the top stories this week on Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly news podcast for Sunday, 10th of March. We have the highlights from this week's Xbox Partner Preview. Roguelike deck builder Bellatro pulled from stores due to misunderstanding about its gambling content. A 2.4 million US dollar settlement has killed the two biggest Switch and 3DS emulators. And this year's BAFTA award nominations are here. You can get every episode of Walkthrough for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or on our website, sifter.com.au, every Sunday.